Hello everyone, welcome to Living in the Word, a Christian podcast that's aim is to spread the Word of God, that aims to encourage and help young people continue to navigate this world with the Word of God. The aim is to remain and live in the Word. My name is Tienda Mwemezulu and today's topic is about the beginning. Genesis 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Immediately when you start reading the book of Genesis, God reveals himself to us when we read verse 1. We see that God reveals himself as the creator. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, aka the universe. Now for something to be said, it was all is created that something needs to have not existed in the first place it has to be made into existence genesis says that the universe was made now for us to say that the universe was definitely made that it was indeed created it would mean that there must be a being out there outside or beyond time matter and space who created and brought the universe into existence. Genesis says that in the beginning, there was nothing. God, out of nothing, created the heavens and the earth. Now, I do know that there are a lot of people who have a hard time believing what the Bible says and have a hard time understanding what it actually says. And I do know that there are a lot of people who believe that the universe has always been there, that the universe wasn't created and that there is no God. And if there is a God, that God didn't create the universe. But Genesis shows us and tells us that there was nothing in the beginning and that there is a beginning of the universe, that God put everything into existence. There was no universe, there was no earth, there was no heavens. God put all of that into existence because there was nothing before and that's why there is a beginning and that's why there is a creation phase because there was nothing and God created everything and made the universe and made the earth and made the heavens. I do have proof for this and today I will be using scientific proof because eventually If you cannot make people understand what the Bible is trying to say, you have to show them through everything that the Lord has made. Science is one of it. God gave us this intelligent mind. So science does come from God. And in so many ways, science does prove the Lord's existence. It also corresponds with what the Bible says. It provides proof for what the Bible says. So if you have a hard time believing what the Bible says, you can just go out there into the world, look at everything, create your own scientific experiment, and then you will see that science does say that God, in fact, is God and that God exists and that everything that was created was created through and was created by God. Although I do have to say that the reliability of the Bible does not depend on what 
science or technology or what anything else says rather it's these things that just prove or are a way to prove what the bible says okay now into science the theory of general relativity is a theory by the famous albert einstein until his theory was proven true astronomers and physicists thought that the universe was infinitely old meaning they thought that the universe was always there that it had no beginning but the theory of general relativity proves that the universe has a beginning which implies that there must be a beginner that there must be a creator who is responsible for bringing the universe into existence because where there is a beginning there is a beginner and more evidence has been added since like space-time theorems these theorems prove that space and time were created so if space and time had a beginning then there must be an agent beyond space and time that created our universe of matter energy space and time right there are about um 30 space-time theorems and until today the theory of general relativity ranks as the most exhaustively tested and best proven principle in all of physics now we know that the universe was created and for it to be created we need a creator that is outside time space and matter and that creator that creator ladies and gentlemen is our god is the god of the bible he was the cause of the existence of the universe way before the theory of general relativity the bible had already given information about the creation of the universe think about it way before scientists and people found out that the universe does in fact have a beginning the bible already knew and the bible already wrote down how it was created wrote down the records of the universe being created before everything before science before technology before scientists before astronomers isn't that fantastic if that doesn't prove that the bible is true i don't know what you want to believe because the bible already gave record of what science proved years and years later now that we've um, established that God is the creator of the universe. You might be asking yourself, what does it mean to say that God is the creator? Well, easy. It simply means that God is the source of all reality of himself. That everything that exists and has come to being is created by God. That everything that exists owes its being to God. You can read John 1 from verse 1 to 5 for reference. Genesis 1 verse 2. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the water. So this is after creation. Creation happened in verse 1. So verse 2, this is after creation. The earth already exists, and it exists as a shapeless and empty waste. It was lifeless and covered in darkness 
it was a deep abyss. So the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of these dark watery depths. His Spirit hovered above this dark empty void, preparing to speak life over it, preparing to to bring form to the formless void and to bring light into it. I'm also foreshadowing this, by the way. From verse 3 to 25, we see God create. Verse 3 records God's first spoken words in the Bible, the words of creation. God first speaks light into existence. Before this moment, light did not exist. He made the light and approved of it by saying, it is good. By this, he intends for us to understand him as the creator of light himself and for us to understand that what he creates, he approves of and declares it good. It also tells us that by faith, we understand that the universe was prepared by the word of God. But this is not blind faith. We are not asked to believe that this cosmos just popped into existence without a cause and without a purpose. Rather, we are asked to believe that it began as an act of a being who is timeless and powerful enough to bring the universe into existence. As we continue reading, you will see that God speaks something into existence, creating it and then observes and then declares his creation good and numbers the day. For God, this act of creation is no more or less complex than this. It commands and it is so. So we stand in awe at the power being shown here. Since today's topic focuses on the creation of mankind, I will skip over to verse 26. Genesis 1 verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, they will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. Notice the pronouns used in verse 26. Verse 26 uses the pronouns us and our, which we all know are pronouns used to show that more than one person is involved. Now this implies that God was not alone during the period of creation. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Now comes the question, who was God talking to? God was in fact communicating within himself. See, our God is a triune God. He is God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. We call this the Holy Trinity. What is the Holy Trinity? The Holy Trinity is a Christian doctrine. It is the unity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as three divine persons in one Godhead. We believe that the one God eternally exists in three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And these are one God. 
co-equal, co-eternal, and co-substantial, having precisely the same nature and attributes and worthy of precisely the same worship, confidence, and obedience. For a deeper explanation, please check out the episode right before this one. It's called The Holy Paradox. I'll leave the link on the description. Now, when we read verse 27, notice the change in pronouns again. We went from us and our to him. What happened? Why the shift? From understanding verse 26, this is to show and answer the question, who was God talking to? This shows that God was in fact communicating within himself, not to angels or anyone, but himself. In day six, we witness God communicating within the Godhead because he said, let us make man in our image. And then the next verse says he created man in his image, in God's image. Who is us? Us is God. So now we've learned that God is a triune God and see him communicating with the Godhead in verse 26. Now that we understand that, what does it mean for man to be created in the image of God and in his likeness? Let's try to break this down a bit. So image means a representation in external form, a reflection basically. And likeness means the fact or quality of being alike. Hashtag behavioral similarities. There are a lot of other examples, but this is what we'll go off today. This means we image God. We are made in the image of God. It means that we image God. We reflect God. So we should live in a way that reflects God. We should think, feel, and speak in a way that calls attention to the glory of God. We should image God. Also, we have been created in the image of God because of our breath. Because God breathes life into us with his breath. For in him we live, we move, and have our being. I quote from Acts chapter 17 verse 28. What about likeness? How are we in likeness to God? Well, to name a few, the ability to give commands with words. Men possess this attribute too. So, speech. We see God giving man rulership over every creature of this world, dominion over this earth. So just like God is the ruler, men were given that attribute too. So dominion. In likeness of the spirituality of his being, as an intelligent and free agent, we have been given free will. We also are in likeness in the moral integrity and holiness of his nature. We possess God's, a man possess God's communicable attributes, which are qualities that both God and man possess, though only God can possess them perfectly. So to summarize, we are created in the image of God and according to his likeness. As human beings who reflect the nature of God, we too possess a spirit, though not of divine nature. Our spirit is capable of prayer, with the sovereign God and communication with God's Holy Spirit. Give, given man's higher rationality and spirituality, and especially man's capacity to know and worship God as male and female, mankind bears God's image 
in a community of love. So we inherited the ability to create, make art, speak, self-actualize, feel and express emotions, rule, think, pray and have a communion between the Holy Spirit and the Holy Trinity from God. And there's a lot more. But all of these are in likeness to God. But man is only able to reflect God's likeness in a limited way because man was not created to be God. Only God is perfect and men are not perfect. And now we know how men were created in God's image and likeness and what it means to be created in God's image and likeness. So let's take a look at Genesis chapter 2, which goes into detail with the creation and formation of mankind. Genesis chapter 2 verse 4. These are the records of the heavens and the earth concerning their creation. At the time that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, no shrub of the field had yet grown on the land, and no plant of the field had yet sprouted, for the Lord God had not made it rain on the land, and there was no man to work the ground. But mist would come out from the earth and water all the ground. Then the Lord God formed the man out of the dust from the ground and breathed the breath of life into his nostrils, and the man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he had formed. The Lord God caused to grow out of the ground every tree pleasing in appearance and good for food, including the tree of life in the middle of the garden, as well as the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Genesis chapter 2 verse 4 to 9. So from verse 6 to 7, we see how God forms men. It says he formed men out of the dust from the ground and breathed the breath of life into his nostrils and the man became a living being. The definition of form is to give shape or to bring together parts or combine to make something. Difference between form and create is that create means to put something into existence and form means using material that already existed to form something. So man existed after being created, but they were formless and lifeless, just like the earth when it was created. It was first formless and lifeless. So God put form into man and gave him a body. But instead of speaking life over man, God breathed the breath of life into man. Why were men given breath? Yes, all life originated from God, but men, but human life began with a personal breath of God. Now the question is, is the Spirit of God the breath of God? The Hebrew word for spirit is ruach, and it means air in motion. It, it, it is also the same word for breathe, breath. It also means life 
So in simple words, God filled man with his spirit, which is life. And then man became a living being. So you get that each and every one of us has the breath of God flowing inside of them. Every single person that is alive and living has the breath of God inside them. Because look, God created man and then formed man. But the only thing that made man into living beings is the breath of God. Only that and nothing else. Without God, we're lifeless. We would just be a chunk of dust. Even those that deny his existence live because they have the breath of God inside them. Isn't that just wonderful? Isn't that just a wonderful to know that you are living because you have the spirit of God moving inside of you? It means air in motion. That means the spirit of God is moving inside of you. It is constantly moving inside of you. It means that you are living because you have the breath of God. You are living because you have the spirit of God moving inside of you. You are living because you have life and that life is because God breathed his own personal breath into you so that you might have a soul, so that you may become a living being. Wow, just wow. Verse 15 to 22. The Lord God took the man and placed him in the garden of Eden to work it and watch over it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree of the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For on the day you eat from it, you will certainly die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper corresponding to him. The Lord God formed out of the ground every wild animal and every bird of the sky and brought each to the man to see what he would call it. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. The, the man gave names to all the livestock to the birds of the sky, and to every wild animal. But for the man, no helper was found corresponding to him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to come over the man, and he slept. God took one of his ribs and closed the flesh at the place. Then the Lord God made the rib he had taken from the man into a woman and brought her to the man. So everyone knows the story about Adam and Eve and the great fall of mankind because of their disobedience towards God's command regarding this um, this verse where God tells Adam that he should not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but instead they eat from it and that how mankind fall from grace with God. But that will be discussed in the next episode. So, I'd like us to take a look at these differences, right? I have to speak about this because 
it might come off as a contradiction for people who do not understand how to read the bible and who do not take time to find the the true understanding and who, who just read the bible to criticize right so in genesis 1 because this also had me confused for a bit like when i was reading i was like huh, what's happening so i'm pretty sure you will also notice it too in genesis 1 god creates creatures before man but in genesis 2 it shows creatures being last and i was so confused at what was going on um so you might be asking yourself too like how well the key is all in the wording that's why it's very important to pay careful attention and it is also very important to ask for wisdom when reading in genesis 1 the word used there is create creation and in genesis 2 the word used is form formation so i've already explained the difference between the two so yes animals were created before men evidence is also in the numbering of the days right we see that god creates animals and numbers the day and we see that the animals were created were definitely created before men that they were definitely created before men were created because men were created on the sixth day um but in genesis 2 man was formed before animals so create creation created and formed are definitely not um the same thing so yes um animals and men were created were put into existence in genesis 1 and in genesis 2 they were put into shape but the very a very interesting question is why did god only breathe his breath into man only because yes all of god's creation originated from his hand originated from his breath but human life began with a personal breath from god why was that if you think that should you have a different answer than what i will give because this is what i felt was very understandable to me when i prayed and the wisdom i got but if you have another perspective you can send a voice note or message on the email that i will leave so that we can share opinions with each other so i think that um god only gave breath to man because only man is made in god's image and that's that's a very simple answer. That's the simplest answer that came to mind when I asked. But why were men created? They were created to reflect God's image. So God created man to reflect his image. God created man to have dominion over the earth. From verse, um, Genesis 1 verse 28. The command to subdue, it implies that there was work involved. Even in the perfect setting of the garden, to bring the creation under man's rightful dominion. This dominion involves a stewardship of the earth and its resource under the sovereignty of God. And also in verse 19, man is also given authority to name the animals. 
Naming something in the ancient mindset is a claim to ownership. Or having the right to name something means claiming sovereignty, sovereignty over that thing. Later, God tasked Adam to name the animals as part of his human work in ruling and subduing the earth. God also created man to produce godly offspring, be fruitful and multiply. And he also created man for his glory so that we can share and see the beauty of creation. He created us to know him and to love him and to show him. That's all for today's episode. Yes, there's so much more to be uncovered, but everything that I have left out is everything that I will be talking about on the next episode while talking about the fall of mankind the fall of grace so i hope that today's episode answered a lot of questions that you had about genesis 1 and genesis 2 about creation in general i do hope that you enjoyed and that you found the explanations very helpful Thank you so much for your support and thank you for tuning in always. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and click on the notification bell so you get notifications whenever I post. You can leave a voice note to let me know what you think, to add any information that you have or to suggest a topic or just to let me know that you are here. Thank you. This is Living in the Word. We aim to remain in the Word. Bye.